When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott Benjamin. And I'm Ben Bullen. Ben, we're back with our second part of our uh, cliffhanger, maybe? I don't know. What would you yeah. call it a cliffhanger? Well, you know what? We will call it, let's let's just call it part two. Fair uh, enough. Fair the, enough. The Bayanine. You know, like how sequels <laughs> always have yeah. the name of the episode or name of the show and then like a colon yeah. and then the something in you. Sure. So, yeah, why not? So let's jump right in. Let's get back to motorcycles, Scott. Let's get back specifically to motorcycle gear. I saw some advice that um, that really made me think, and I thought they made a great point. Mm-hmm. There is a there's a wonderful write up that I found going through a couple of different threads where they spoke about what you need to look at when you're picking up a motorcycle. And I want to go over some of that stuff oh, in a very, bit. Very good. Um, but one of the things that got me is in the midst of this very thorough rundown of what to look at specifically, what to look for and what to avoid, uh, there was a note about helmets that said, don't buy or use a used helmet. A yeah. used helmet is worthless. And this is one of those areas where you get what you pay for and mm-hmm. uh, do whatever you have to to protect your head. I can tell you that uh, you know you don't want a cheap helmet. No, you don't want a cheap helmet because you're – putting your mo- one of your most important body parts in there. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You want to uh, avoid any kind of uh, trauma to that region of your body, I would say. That's probably the best way to put it. And we'll leave it at that because I know there are helmet laws and there's this is a great divide among uh, motorcycle riders, you know, who likes helmets, who doesn't like helmets, and those that have to wear helmets versus those that, that choose to wear helmets. Right. And uh, it's just there's a lot of, uh, of gray area there, and, and people are very, very... Um, particular about the way they feel about that. Like if they learn to ride a bike without a helmet and now they're in a state where it's required, yeah. it's got to be very difficult to make that shift. 
Well, I'm going to go ahead, and I, I understand what you're saying there. If uh, In the case of helmets, however, as you said, I love that you phrased it this way. You get what you pay for. You're looking for a helmet that mm-hmm. has both safety certifications, mm-hmm. uh, and then you're also you've got to get a new helmet because uh, if the material within the helmet is impacted already, mm-hmm. it's going to be less protective. People, we need to consider that you won't be able to know the history of this hel- of this helmet. True. Uh, it may have been, have internal damage, but it looks fine because the outer shell is okay. True. So, uh, also, you know, just get a new helmet. Used helmet, it's kind of like renting bowling shoes, you know? <laughs> it feels, <laughs> feels kind of the same to me. Maybe even worse. <laughs> it's kind of gross. Know? Yeah. It is. I mean, it gets kind of sweaty and hot out there, doesn't it? Uh-huh. It's, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Now, okay. let's see. What other... Um, Protective gear isn't cheap, as one person said. But then again, you know what else isn't cheap? Medical bills. True. So uh, this counts. What we would say is don't skimp on the gear. Um, you will probably thank yourself if you're, especially if you're driving on for long periods of time and you run into inclement weather, you'll probably want something water-resistant, mm-hmm. waterproof, um, just some recommendations. Uh, here is, uh, I'm going to read some highlights of some things that I saw that people were saying when you go to inspect the bike that may be your future used bike. Okay. Cool. You want to go along with me on this hypothetical bike buying journey? I will, and I may add a few things here and there. Okay, good, because I need your help on this yeah, one. Yeah, we'll have to check them off so we don't double up. Okay, so first thing that you need to do is resist the temptation to buy the very first bike you see. Very good advice. So look around, check out some different ones, bring a friend, a big um, believer in the buddy system, especially if you don't know too much about bicycles, bring a bike savvy buddy with you. Yeah, because uh, this if you base this completely on an emotional decision, uh, this, this is going to lead to trouble, I think, in, in the long run. So uh, you know, emotional decisions in as far as vehicles go, a lot of times there's some mistakes made there, uh, you know, impulse purchases, things like mm-hmm. that. You know, as we've talked about through this whole podcast so far, there's a lot to consider when you're buying bikes. So uh, a new bike or a used bike. Right. So so really, really pay attention to some of these details we're telling you about. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, helpful things to bring with you, aside from a bike-savvy friend, a flashlight to aid inspection. Because you are going to want to look as in as thoroughly over this used bike as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, try to get the uh, get a look at the bike when it's cold. Don't have it warmed up. Really? Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Yeah. Okay. Don't have the don't have the uh, person selling it having warmed it up already. Ah. Do you know why? Well, uh, I can give you that answer. Yeah. Go ahead. Because if you start it up, and if you start up, it will start up really easily if it's been warmed up, and mm-hmm. uh, you you want to find out how this bike starts normally. Like if you were to head out to the garage in the morning and start the thing up, is it going to cough and sputter? Is it going to give you a lot of trouble? And uh, is it going to burn a lot of oil initially? Yeah. Um, you know, the blue smoke is something you need to watch for for sure. I yeah. Mean, for bad seals, things like that. So, um, yeah, that's very good advice, Ben. Make sure you you check it out when it's cold. Yeah. And so overall appearance. Your first impressions, um, does it look roughed up? Does it look like this bike has a checkered past? Maybe some scratches. um, Wear and tear. Wear and tear, Mm -hmm. which I think is normal. But let's get a little bit closer with this. Um, Does it look like there are uh, asymmetrical problems with the wheels or the brakes? Does Mm -hmm. it look like uh, the fasteners are stripped? You know, um, 
Sure, look for uh, signs that it's been dropped several times. I mean, right, the handlebars or, maybe. Yeah, or dropped or skidded, you know, in some way. And that um, would be like deep scratches on the engine. Also, like faded and oxidized paint, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, like make sure the seat with the seats really cracked and chipped and everything, you know, if it's been parked outside in the sun for long periods of time or left mm-hmm. out, you know, look for rust. Look for, um, I don't know, just a lot of wear on the foot pegs, all kinds of stuff like that, you know, that you want to really pay attention to just to kind of, again, give it, give you a, a hint that it's past life. Right. And for instance, the, the front forks, uh, it's cool to sit down on the bike, take a look at those forks, see if they're bent, because there are, this kind of symmetry will work well for you. There are some, um, there's some parts of the bike that, will be a clear indicator of a crash that you might not notice Mm -hmm. unless you're specifically looking for them. Sure. Yep. And read up on that or talk to your your bike-savvy friend for that. Okay. So we've talked about that, and uh, I think those are some helpful hints, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. And you may also want – I've got a couple more to yeah, add yeah. here, just just quickly. You may want to look for new or aftermarket parts that have been replaced, you know, from some that have obviously been broken. So, uh, you know, that may also be an indicator that something happened in this bike's past. Um, may or may not. I mean, you can ask them about it and find out what happened. And, you right. know, again, it's kind of – do you trust the person you're buying from? Um, you also want to uh, make sure that the chain is nice and tight. Yeah. Um, you know, there's proper slack in there. I think it's about an inch of slack halfway between the sprockets um, on the bottom run, and that's what you're looking for. But if it's all kind of, you know, caked and grime, you know, filled with grime and yeah. and road dirt and stuff, um, that kind of shows you that, you know, it's maybe not being... Uh, maintained all that well. There's a kind of a lack of maintenance there, so that's one thing to look out for. Um, also, you mentioned brakes. I think you can look at uh, the rotors and uh, find out if uh, you know there's some bluing there that may indicate that there's been a lot of heat buildup in that area. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, you know, so maybe um, signs of abuse in that way. You know, that the the driver, the, rather the rider, um, maybe didn't quite know exactly how to handle that. And uh, you can check the tires at the same time for you know uneven wear and all that stuff. Ah, good. I'm glad you said that. Okay. Um, want to add something to to this? Um, every every piece of a used bike mm-hmm. kind of tells a story, you know. So when you're inspecting this, what you're looking for are it's it's almost uh, your on the spot forensic investigation. Sure. And the tires um, at first might not seem that important because you say, well, tires are made to be consumed and replaced, sure. right? Yeah. But they're a good way to tell. If this bike has been a racing bike, and if it's been a racing bike, you know, I'm not saying don't buy it, but if it's been a right racing bike, um, it should be cheaper because racing is, as we know, a brutal thing to do to an engine. Well, yeah, sure, for a car or motorcycle, truck, whatever. In general, because we're pushing a machine to its limits. Sure. So one one helpful tip: uh, look under, look at the underside of the rear fender. And if you see a lot of like flung out rubber, it's balled out hmm. or anything, balled up rather, you know what that means. That means the owner's been doing burnouts. Oh, good tip. And uh, if they're doing burnouts. Yeah, you can probably draw some conclusions about how that bike is, is being treated uh, daily or at least weekly. You know, I'm, um, I, I know I'm profiling here and I'm well, sorry. No, that's all right. I mean, it's, it's, we're, we're trying to help Andre out and, you know, others with maybe just kind of some things to look for. Mm. You know, it's the same type of thing. Like, we, we talked about looking for flood-damaged cars and things like that. And all these signs, they're, they're indicators of how things have been treated or where they've been. And you can you can really do some good work if you if you do homework ahead of time. 
go to check out the vehicle, you know, whether it's a motorcycle, car, truck, yeah, you can pretty much get a, a good feel for maintenance and and uh, just how the the, uh, the owner treats that vehicle daily, weekly, whatever. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Oh, hey, Scott, Scott, before we go on, what have you got? I wanted to tell you about something I watched that was uh, completely different from what we're talking about. Is that okay? Yeah, that's totally fine. Okay, so, you know, we've been watching Netflix Instant uh, for a while now. Correct. Right, and it's uh, I think it's the best deal in town that I have, at least, at my house. Uh, I saw a new thing on there. It's a television show, not a movie. Mm-hmm. You like customized cars, right? I certainly do, yeah. You're, you're what they would call uh, a mod enthusiast, right? I think so. Yeah. Then maybe Street Customs will be for you. Have you seen this thing no, before? No, I haven't, but sounds interesting. What is it? 
It's just what uh, what it sounds like. It's a look at a customization shop run by a guy named Ryan Friedinghaus. Friedinghaus? Okay. Um, Close enough. I'm probably messing up his name. But they excel and specialize in restorations of stuff like uh, Shelby Mustangs, Dodge Chargers. Uh, they also build replicas, uh, like a U.S. Army Stormer armored military vehicle mm-hmm. uh, for the Dubai royal family. Oh, very cool. Okay, so they do a little bit of everything, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, and, and they're, they're some of the best in the business, and you can check out uh, multiple seasons of this right now on Netflix Instant. Oh, very cool. And you know what? The, the, the good thing about this is that you can get a free 30-day trial membership if you just go to netflix.com slash carstuff and sign up. Um, you can download... That is your choice if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, again, three thirty-day membership, so you know you can do whatever you want. Yeah, but, you don't uh, have to watch Street Customs, but but why not? I mean, we're telling you that it's good, right? You've seen it, so yes. uh, so it's something worthwhile. Uh, we've talked about custom cars so many times on this mm-hmm. program. Um, we've talked about you know George Barris is a famous customizer. We talked about sure. just some kind of these one-off type things that people do. Ed Roth, um, but but for a yeah, oh yeah, Ed Roth. That's right, I love that <laughs> one. But uh, but I mean. Just as far as somebody who's just making a living doing this. Mm-hmm. So I guess that ties right in perfectly. Now, let's get back to our motorcycle topic because I'm pretty excited about this. Um, the last thing that I wanted to mention on my list here yeah. is just make sure you inspect, and this is very obvious, you inspect the engine and transmission cases mm-hmm. for any kind of uh, like seepage or, or you know any kind of weeping at the seals and make sure mm-hmm. that everything is tight there. Um, and that kind of goes along also with um, you know starting it up and make sure, making sure that under pressure it doesn't leak. Yes. Um, and, you know, the, uh, check the area that it was stored in the garage, you know, and see, you know, if there's a, a puddle of oil below where it was parked. Uh, that's another indicator. You know, they may roll it to a different part of the garage for the showing. So be wary of that as well. Um, man, there's just so, there's so much here. I've got some other stuff. Sure. Uh, ask the person selling the bike when the clutch was changed. Good one. Uh, because they'll know if they're keeping tabs on their maintenance. Mm-hmm. Um, and, if they don't know, then you need to really uh, check out the clutch, right? Like uh, wet clutch, dry clutch, figure it out, try it out. What the point is that when you are here in this instance where you're inspecting this vehicle, um, you need to check everything, flip every dial, Make sure the lights work in high and low, you know what I mean? The sure. horn, even the small stuff like that. Yeah, make yourself your own personal checklist if you want and bring it and bring it along with you and check it off as you go. You know, That's or a great idea. Study it ahead of time or just have your friend hold on to it and make sure that you're asking all the questions or you know, talk mm-hmm. about it with your friend ahead of time and if you forget to ask something, you know, your friend will be able to uh, you know, maybe say, Hey we you know we didn't do this. Let's and, let's make sure we get that before we leave. And you already pointed out the um you made that great point about the chain already yeah you know and before okay i think we're we've got uh, we're getting a lot you know kind of in the the weeds on this so let's um let's kind of back it down just a bit here okay i I think um you know we've we've probably given a lot of decent advice for buying a used bike for sure oh yes Um, you're right i I do want to get to this uh the simulator site that that i mentioned but um first i think we need to talk about just some some key pieces of advice that i've received well received from other riders through email and uh, also, you know, just reading online, you know, some of the comment, you know, areas in these forums that, that I go to. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of good advice out there, and I think a new writer should pay attention to to 
uh, you know, somebody again who's had you know 20 years experience on the road, even 10 years experience on the road. Yes. Uh, there's a lot to be learned from somebody who has a lot of experience like this. So, mm-hmm. um, of course, number one is make sure, and they all say this. Make sure you take that motorcycle safety course. That's just that's an absolute must. It's, it's yeah. very very important and helps you with um, you know on the road activities as well as low speed maneuvers. Which you'll find low speed stuff is really critical, uh, more so than you think. You'll right, find, you'll, yeah. You'll find out that, that really quickly. Um, you know, at, at the first parking lot that you try to mm-hmm. uh, try to negotiate. Um, the next thing is. Um, oh, again, here this goes back to engine size. Uh, get something. Oh boy, some people are going to like this. With less than 70 horsepower, um, it means that you're, and this is the way they say it, that you're less likely to get into trouble or kill yourself immediately when you buy that bike. Ooh, now, people don't like to hear less than 70 horsepower. I so. know, but you know what? That's say that's probably again sage advice from somebody who knows. They say, you know, mm-hmm. take it easy, learn, you know, learn the ropes, and mm-hmm. then and then step up from there. And that's really really important. And you know, if you want to do it in a year, you know, step up again. Sure, go right ahead and do that. But but chances are, you know, you'll have this bike for a few years, and this is a good learning tool. Also, first bike. A lot of people say it should be relatively cheap because uh, <laughs> they say you will drop it at least once in the yes. first year of ownership. Yep. And uh, you know what? Now, I think I'm going to go skip to another thing real quick here that goes along with that. Um, this is a service that I didn't know really was offered. When you buy a new motorcycle, and don't be afraid to ask for this because this is not something to be ashamed of. If you go to a dealership and you buy even a used bike or a new bike, it's very common for them to deliver that bike to your house. Don't... You know, don't don't pass that opportunity up if you're a brand new rider because a lot of bikes there's a lot of trouble leaving the dealership and I know it's it's kind of uh, almost you know tongue in cheek that you know someone says as soon as they left the dealership yeah. they smashed the car or whatever but that um, happens it happens because these motorcycle dealerships are chances are they're on a, on a busy road uh, the first time you're trying to negotiate you know slow speed turns on your brand new bike that you're unfamiliar with yeah uh, you know because it's got different weight characteristics or whatever from the bike that you learned on. Um, or, you know, through the safety course, rather. Um, don't be afraid or ashamed to ask for them to deliver the bike to you. It's a very common request, and at the very least, have a friend maybe come along with you that can drive it, drive it home that uh, that has some experience on motorcycles. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together. We'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. 
We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, man, you know what? Now we're talking about this. Hmm. I just realized that I got that safety statistic wrong. Really? Completely wrong. The majority of motorcycle accidents, Scott, happen not within the first five years of ownership, but within the first five months. Ah, okay. I was, when I was saying that, I was thinking it was weird, but in the first five months makes, uh, more sense and, and hopefully kind of, um, underlines why we're hitting safety so hard. Yeah, safety is so, so important. I mean, and again, chances are you're going to make a lot of these mistakes early on. So five months does make, make sense there. Um, oh. This is another one that goes with safety, I guess. Learn how to properly brake, and properly is underlined here in my notes because um, there's this uh, front and rear uh, brake fade that you need to learn and, and execute that properly in different situations. Call you know, it calls for different uh, braking um, characteristics, I guess. Sure, you know, you different the, braking strategies. Exactly, and and you really need to know quickly which strategy to use and, and to break appropriately for that situation, whether it's, you know, loose material on the road, you're coming into a tight turn, mm-hmm. uh, there's, you know, something unexpected happening in front of you, that type of thing. So you got to really learn that, um, you just almost unconsciously be able to do it. And the easiest way to learn that is to take the MSF safety course. Again, yeah, we keep going we keep going back to that MSF course uh-huh. and uh, it's really really critical. The last little bit of advice here that, you know, from other writers that I've got um, mm-hmm. th- this is the one that's maybe something a lot of people wouldn't think about. What's that? Ride solo first. Don't automatically get in with a group of your friends and ride in a pack of motorcycles on the road because if you make a mistake within that that group if you you know veer out of your lane whatever happens um that's just going to be amplified and it's going to cause a lot of trouble within that group like a domino Um, effect it it can quickly cause a chain reaction reaction within that group however if you're out riding solo you got a little more room for uh for error Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'll put it that way. Air on the, you know, if, if you're talking about kind of drifting in your lane. A little or, more latitude. Exactly. Just a little bit more. But before you ever think about entering a group of, of riders, make sure that you at least several times get the feel of your bike on your own. Ride solo first. It's really, it's, it comes down to the safety of others. So, well, you and others, really. But uh, that was the last bit of advice. And that was another strong one that a lot of people felt um, 
Well, they felt very strong about that piece of device and that, you know, make sure that you do that first. Ride solo first. Yeah, I want to um, read some of these other comments that were pieces of sage advice to newer motorcycle riders. Sure. Um, because there are there is a group of people looking out for you. Bikers do look out for each other. And one thing that kept coming up that I that I heard was ride as if everyone else on the road is trying to kill you. Yeah, I've heard that many times. I heard that I heard that too. And I think um some people would say, Ah, oh, Scott, Ben, that's way too paranoid. But considering the consequences, I think it's just a very brief way to underline the safety concerns. Mm-hmm. Um Another piece of advice I heard, which which I love, I wish I had made this up. Remember, shiny side up, rubber side down. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Makes so, sense, right? So a lot, of, yeah. A lot of this is is um, just emphasizing that point. Now, Scott, I think we've gotten to the point where hopefully we've given some good pointers about how to find uh, the right the right bike for you. Remember what your body frame is. Get a bike that you fit comfortably on. Try it on. A lot of uh, a lot of sellers are not going to um, be cool with somebody taking a test drive because of liability. Mm-hmm. What they can do, what they may get around, is uh, they may say, "Okay, we'll buy the bike. You have to buy it first, and then you can take it for a drive. And then if you don't like it, I'll give you your money back." Wow. So that's a um, that's something that people do as a courtesy just because it is a little too risky sure for the for the test drive yeah i've always kind of wondered <clears> how <throat> motorcycle test drives go because it again it seems like uh, you're you're putting that in the hands of somebody that you just don't know how they ride it's not right. like a car where you know you, you obviously drove your car in here yeah and and you know how to drive i can see your car is not all banged up i mean there's always a chance something will go wrong but you can't really take the uh the dealership personnel with you on the back seat really mm-hmm. uh, that kind of throws things off as well so um i don't know it's a, it's an interesting question how how motorcycle test drives go really or yeah. test rides well that was the info i could find hmm. but i just wanted to throw that in and uh then toss the ball to you cuz i'm quite well, excited to hear about this well you know you just mentioned uh how the bike fits you right yes and this is the uh, simulator that i was talking about there's something that this is a really cool tool that you can use online that will kind of give you a, an early start on maybe the appropriate type of bike for you to buy and uh, you can find this thing. It's at CycleErgo.com. That's CycleErgo, E-R-G-O.com. And uh, it's a motorcycle ergonomic simulator. You can find it by searching uh. those keywords. And uh, what it does is it it gives you this great big list of bikes, all types of bikes. And mm-hmm. uh, you select the type of bike, the model, the make, the year, all that stuff. Um, it shows you an outline of the bike, and, you know, very uh, almost like a photo of the bike in profile. And then you input your information in uh, in just a drop-down box with your height information. Let's say you're five ten, five eleven, whatever. Sure. Um, your inseam height, so it shows you like you know where uh, if you're measuring for pants almost. Yeah. Um, but that that helps you with uh, how you know how high up you stand, I guess. Uh, so you know seat height plays into this this part of the whole mm-hmm. thing. Um, it, it'll give you the uh, the calculated seat height of the vehicle, uh, the forward lean of the vehicle in degrees uh, of the uh, the motorcycle in degrees, um, and the knee angle, uh, whether you've got your feet, you know, whether you got your feet up on the pegs, um, or when you had your feet up on the pegs in degrees again. Um, and I guess the number indicates more or less bent. You know, if your knees are really bent up or if they're straight out, yeah. you can go to go down so far as to like a a Vespa. Then where your knees are at, you know, um, 97 degree angle, you know, because they're out, your feet are yeah. out in front of you, actually. So mm-hmm. more greater than 90 degrees. Um, 
It's just a really cool thing to do. And the, maybe one of the neatest features of this, you can select several bikes. And, you know, I have a little toggle wheel on my mouse like everybody right, probably right, has, right. right? You can select maybe four or five bikes, put in all of your information. You can even add a rider to the back of the thing if you wanted to. And it shows, <laughs> it shows in profile the rider and, you know, the, <clears throat> the, the passenger. Um, and then you can use the, the wheel to toggle between the bikes and it fades in and out between from one to the next. So if you're looking at maybe four different bikes that are in the same class, like sport bikes. Sure. And you want to see how different the uh, the seating position is between them or how tall the seat is on, on these things and how you're going to have to stretch or, or lean. Um, you can kind of go back and forth between these things quickly, like within just seconds. You can go between four or five bikes, and, and it'll fade. Again, it's like four clicks between each one. So you see these overlays of the rider and the bike, and it's really, really a neat tool to use. And you could play around on this thing for an hour, even if you're not a bike rider. And if you're a person who's interested in buying their first bike, this might be a really handy way to get started Mm -hmm. from the comfort of your own home, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's again, just search Motorcycle Ergonomics Simulator and it'll come up. And thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, We hope that we provided some useful tips. Uh, We would also like to hear from the bikers in the audience. Could you guys write in to us with any tips that we missed that uh, new bikers need to know when they're buying their first motorcycle? Yeah, just take your time, make a smart decision. And, uh, you know, we've given you a list of, of a well, starting point. Sure. Go out there and find your own information about what, you know, maybe some more specific information, what you're looking for. But, you know, like they said in the last crusade, you must choose to choose wisely. There's not a better way to end this podcast. That was excellent, Scott. Uh, we are going to head out now. You can drop us a line on Facebook where we are Car Stuff. You can leave us a note at Car Stuff HSW on Twitter, or you can send us an email directly. Please do. Our address is carstuff at discovery.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.